good day and welcome everybody. This is the 33rd episode of African Couch Potato, the mashup. I'm Juno Shadila, your host. Last week, I told you guys about expected salaries from different regions. And today I will be telling you how to spend that money as I did when I decided to go to Dubai. What's going to happen in this episode is that I'll be telling you about my adventures in Dubai, but also giving you three movie recommendations that kept me company or that kept me entertained while I was on the journey. So the first thing I noticed is anything that has to do with Dubai is very expensive, including getting there. So what I would recommend doing is not flying direct, rather go lay over somewhere else, such as in Qatar, and then you can make your way to Dubai. That's what I did because I knew I was going to be flying for eight hours. I decided to get myself some unlimited Wi-Fi for the plane, which costs you 150 Rand. If you're flying with Qatar Airways, you can just go to their website and all of the details are there. Once I was seated inside the airplane, I had a screen in front of me that had over 4,000 movies and songs, and it was called Oryx One. So that was the name of the in-flight entertainment to keep you company while you're flying very high in the sky. They also serve drinks and food. So I was on my whiskey tip and they offered me quinoa, which looks like frog eggs, chicken, biryani, malva pudding. They obviously change their menu depending on whether you're flying out of SA or into SA. The first movie that I checked out is Barbie. The reason I checked out Barbie was because there was such a big fuss made about it when it launched last year. Everybody was dressing up. Everybody went to the cinemas looking like Barbie. Some of them were in boxes and I thought this has to be an amazing film. And it wasn't. It basically kicks off with Barbie having an existential crisis. The existential crisis is if she exists. So she starts feeling very human things, such as the fact that instead of walking up like a doll, her feet are now flat. Then she wonders what's wrong with her and decides to go out of Barbie land into the real world for answers. At first, she travels with Ken and Ken decides to cut his trip very short because he is a coward and he is blonde. Anyways, besides the feel-good themes about believing in yourselves, the story drags. The wardrobe and costume are very nice. Aesthetically, it looks cool, but after a while, you get tired of adult people in plastic land. And for that reason, I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. Then I took a break and what I do in my breaks is after I've watched a series or I've watched a movie, I do what's called a palate cleanser for my eyes, which means I must focus on something else other than the screen. And if I'm forced to look at a screen, it must be not content, not movies. So I checked out the map. It's a 3D map to see where we were flying. And at the time, I think we had just passed over Zanzibar. So the nice thing about in-flight entertainment is that there's new tech now. So you can actually see your airplane from a bird's eye view, as well as almost a cockpit view. And they link all of that into the screen that is on or in front of you. After cleansing my eyes, I ordered my second or third whiskey. I tend to forget. And then I checked out Mary J. Blige's Real Love. So Mary J. Blige's Real Love has nothing to do with her life. The title can get a bit tricky, but the only reference that they really mean with Mary J. Blige is that she's the person who produced it. So it's like Tyler Perry's Madea's Homecoming or Cameron's Titanic. 
What happens in real life is that you have a girl who comes from a struggling home, meets a boy who comes from a rich family, and they fall in love. The first hour is very typical rom-com, and then towards the end, it gets a bit dark. So the girl and the boy break up, and that's because the girl feels like the boy doesn't struggle enough, and the boy's family judges the girl for basically not being good enough for their societal standards. After that breakup, the girl now meets an accomplice on campus who wants to help her study. He's an older guy. His name is Reg. And then Reg takes advantage of her inside his dormitory. And that's what she has to live with. From that point, it is hit after hit of very dark content. And it moved quickly from a 4 out of 10 to a 7 out of 10 once we started exploring the deeper, darker conversations. We eventually landed at Hamad International Airport, which is in Doha, Qatar. And the first thing I noticed was that there was two Louis Vuitton stores. There were two Gucci stores, a Hermes stores, Burberry, Gordon Ramsay's restaurants, a lamp teddy installation art, and the orchard. So the orchard is really the centerpiece of the airport. And they put a real garden inside the airport for people to go and lounge around or charge their phones while they get to enjoy the scenic views of nature. My layover there was around nine hours. So I spent the evening there. They do offer facilities known as quiet rooms for males and females. And basically it's just a place where you can rest your head charge your phone, get recharged for the following day. The following day at around quarter to eight, I took off to Dubai, which was my final destination. And you do that weird time thing where Dubai is two hours ahead of SA, Doha is one hour ahead of SA. But when you fly from Doha to Dubai, it's only one hour difference. So you'll get to Dubai at 10 and then your phone quickly switches to 11. So then you have to just be cognizant of the fact that you've gone through almost like a time warp. But when you fly backwards, it's exactly the same. You leave at half past one and you'll get to Doha at half past one. Anyways, once you land at Dubai, do not use Uber. Uber is very expensive. It is 400 Rand for a 20 minute trip. So what you do is that as soon as you walk out, of the departure gates, you have the local metered cabs and they have swiping facilities. So you can just get inside a cab, tell them the direction, they'll drop you off there. And those cabs have got Wi-Fi inside. Just speak very nicely to your driver. They'll give you the password in case you have to tap using your phone or you can just swipe with the normal Visa card. As soon as I got into my very nice hotel room, I slept. So nothing happens during the day in Dubai. I thought it was because of how hot it is, but it's because real people have to go to work. And then when those people are back from work, that's when us as tourists get to go out and explore the town. For those reasons, there is a lot of traffic, especially between 4 and 6. So I wouldn't recommend doing anything that starts before 6 p.m. I went to Dubai Mall around 7 p.m. Very, very crowded. So there's basically people walking everywhere, but all the stores are empty, which kind of gave me a sense that the people working and living in Dubai might not be able to afford Dubai. I had Nando's for a brilliant 845 Rand. That's how hectic the cost of living is there. Everything is three to four times more expensive than it is in SA. So as mentioned, don't Uber. Once you're around in town, download an app called Kareem. We'll put down the spelling of it in the show notes and you can use that to get around. It is much more affordable. While I was riding around in this Kareem cab, 
my driver told me something interesting. So if you look at the number plates in Dubai, some of them, a lot of them actually have five digits. Then others have four digits, three digits, two digits, and one digit. That is an indication of class. So the king has one digit. The commoners have got five digits. And everybody else who is ultra rich has two digits or three digits. So if you see somebody in a Lamborghini Urus and they've got five digits, you automatically know that it's a rental. I went back to my room. There was no Netflix or any streaming platform. So I was stuck with something that felt like DSTV. Another issue with traveling internationally is if you're going to go to countries where they speak different languages, such as Arabic, etc., you will not find content in English. Even the Cartoon Network was in Arabic. So the only thing that I could watch was National Geographic because it was the only English channel that the bouquet could offer. And sadly or ironically, the show that came on at the time was Air Crash Investigation. Day two, I wake up very late because again, there's nothing to do during the day. It was a chilly morning. It's winter in Dubai up until end of March. So I slept. I hit the pool around 4 p.m. I had nice views of the Burj Khalifa and the canal. Architecturally, Dubai is the most amazing place that I've been to. Everything looks like somebody went out and they got inspired by the rest of the world. Let's say, for example, the Santon cityscape. And then they went back to Dubai and they made it 10 times bigger. After that, I decided to eat at the restaurant. A bad decision because I spent 2,000 Rand on supper. How it got to 2,000 Rand on supper is because one draft of Heineken is 250 Rands. A starter of beef tacos, so those two very small beef tacos, will cost you 330 Rand. A burger was 504 Rand. And any cocktail, so even if it's a gin and tonic, is 345 Rand. So for four drinks, a starter, and a main course, we spend 2,000 rand. And that's at a normal restaurant. It's not even like a Michelin star restaurant. After that, naturally, the depression kicked in. I went back to my room and I watched National Geographic. And this time, it was Ice Road Rescue. It's now day three. Again, you don't ever hurry up to wake up in Dubai, Habib. You just sleep until 4 p.m. Book breakfast if you don't want the hassles, but the breakfast will make your accommodation price much higher. So food is expensive. Alcohol is expensive. It's cheaper to go to Abu My Friend, which are like um, boutique shops next door, which have delis, and you buy your food there, bring it back to your room and eat it because you've discovered now that cheapskates live longer. Anyways, I booked a Kareem cab, and this time I wanted to find my own alcohol because I wasn't going to be able to survive on restaurant prices. That's when they told me that I need a liquor license to purchase alcohol. So you'll take your passport, you sign up, you can do it online. We'll put the link in the show notes. And then once you have your liquor license, you go to the store, they upload your profile onto their shop. The store where you can get reasonably priced alcohol is called African and Eastern. And then once they've loaded your profile, they basically monitor you to see how much you're drinking. By default, your drinking amount that gets loaded onto this virtual card is 5% of your salary. So if you earn 10,000 Rand, you can only spend 500 Rand on alcohol for the month. So I got myself some vodka, went back into my room and decided to drown in my depression because I couldn't watch anything at that point. Another thing that the hotel I was in, I don't know if it was the hotel specifically 
or Dubai at large. It does not allow outgoing calls on WhatsApp, Instagram, or Facebook to other countries. So if you want to speak to your mom, you have to send her a voice note. And even if she calls you via WhatsApp, it's just going to ring. But as soon as it connects, it just stays connecting and you never actually get to the phone call. And because of that, I slept. I woke up on my second last day. So this is now day four. And I decided to search for things to do outside of the city. So there are a bunch of desert tours and those are the ones that South Africans like going to do. You can find any of them on Instagram. Just search desert tours Dubai and there's a lot that pop up. Also, I would recommend checking how recent their last picture is to see if they're still in business because a lot of them operate like pop-up shops. What you get in this experience is that you get picked up in a Land Cruiser, you go into the desert, you have some finger foods, some water, some soft drinks, no alcohol. Then you get to do an activity. So it's either sandboarding or sunset photography. This is followed by some belly dancing. And then you get a buffet for dinner. And depending on your tongue, some things taste nice and other things taste like hummus. This will cost you around 100 dirhams and 100 dirhams is about 530 rand. So you can find one that suits your budget. It started around 500 up to 1000, but those are very reasonable. In fact, it's cheaper to go out into the desert than it is to eat a burger in the restaurant. Or you can go to the gold souk. So souk is basically like a market. So think small street, but outside you go and you can find regalia, things like headgear. You can find souvenirs. There's a lot of street food that you can buy. You can buy alcohol as well, but I wouldn't advise it because again, if you need a license to buy alcohol and you're buying alcohol in the black market, you might be in trouble because now it means that they don't know how much you've had to drink and the people in Dubai cannot stand that. After that, you should be tired and I was and I headed back to my room and I waited for the following day, which was my departure day. Woke up early in the morning, I took a nice swim and I let everything sink in. The beauty of the town as well as the serenity of the pool. Then I called a cab, got myself back to the airport. This time it only cost me 230 rand. Everything works beautifully in Dubai. When I say everything, I mean Wi-Fi. If you come to Oar Tambo, there is airport Wi-Fi, but it never works. Whereas in Dubai, when you're in the mall, there is Wi-Fi. When you're in the cab, there is Wi-Fi. When you're at the airport, there is Wi-Fi. So you never actually out of touch with the rest of the world. And even though at the airport, they offer you a free SIM card to stay connected, that SIM card doesn't work. Just go around and find an open or a public Wi-Fi login. Sometimes it requires registrations and a phone number so that they can obviously market to you and have you bring your friends back and then you'll be logged in and all of your friends can reach you. I'm now flying back. So from Dubai to Doha, it's an hour. Because of that time warp difference thing, I left at quarter past one in Dubai and I landed at Doha at exactly quarter past one. I waited. This layover was a bit shorter. It was seven hours, so I didn't have much time to kill. Then on my last flight back to Johannesburg, I decided to check out my last movie. This one is called Insidious, The Red Door. So Insidious is a horror franchise. It's about Josh and Dalton, who is a dad and son, and they have this gift of astral projection, which means that they can leave their bodies and go to the dark side. And it's often to solve problems of the dark side. 
my favorite was chapter two and what happens in chapter three or the red doors that they basically try to close the story. So Dalton is now in varsity. In chapter two, he was still a kid. And now that he's in varsity, he's starting to have visions and he needs answers of what is behind the red door. It turns out that the person behind the red door that was trying to kill him as a baby was his dad. But obviously his dad had been possessed and the dad was possessed by his dad. So basically Dalton is now being haunted by Josh, who is the father, and Josh is being haunted by his dad. And they have to basically go into this dark realm, find Josh's dad, tell him to put an end to all of this so that they can live peacefully. The only real color or interesting thing about this movie was a black character. And this black girl was Dalton's roommate. And she's just like a ball of fun. She's overly optimistic and that made me change my score from a 3 out of 10 to a 4 out of 10, just because all of the other characters are literally vanilla and this girl is the only color that is in the film. Then as we were about to land, I was sitting next to a retired old man called Ron and he recommended that I watch My Octopus Teacher, which is about a guy in the Western Cape who was a video editor. And he gets so bored of his job and his family life that he decides to put his tools down, go into the ocean, and there he discovers an octopus and he decides to spend the next two years documenting the life of this octopus because octopi don't live beyond two years. So those were the three movies that kept me company while I was traveling to the expensive city of Dubai. It was a comedy, Barbie, romance, Mary J. Blige's Real Love, horror, which was insidious, and anything that you can find in English when you are watching on the Dubai TV channels, which for me was National Geographic. In the next episode, we are joined by a wardrobe specialist and stylist, Kiara Betwe Sekati, and she will tell us what it is like to dress Mzansi stars, as well as recommend how you can get into the space that she is thriving in. Don't forget to follow African Couch Potato on all your social media platforms and check out some of the pics that I took of Dubai on my personal pages, Gino Shedile. For now, goodbye and try to keep binging even when TV seems boring because you will fall in love with almost any series if you give it enough time. Catch you next week. <laughs>